Welcome to Who New. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Visit our website, whonewpodcast.com, or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook at whonewpodcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. Today, we're taking a quick trip in the TARDIS with the Christmas specials. So far, Doctor Who has had 13 Christmas specials. Since Christmas is around a corner, we're going to discuss them, separate those that are more Christmas themed than just set at Christmas, and give you our opinions as to the top ones to watch to put you in the Christmas mood. We are going to be talking about these out of time, so spoilers up ahead, but we will try to keep them to a minimum. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves. Ho, 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 this is Frank. This is Josh. Merry Christmas. This is Auburn. This is Kelsey. Um, enjoying celebrating Christmas with all my friends. And this is Brian. And oh, it's cold outside. And I think we should mention, though, that it's also winter solstice and days getting longer. Because I know that because I saw part of the Christmas Carol, right? That's the beginning of that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that one did start with a long, like, the cold open is like. It's not about Christmas at all. It's about like the winter solstice and how it's. What do they call it? The Crystal Festival. The, the every planet has yes. you know, some festival that takes place midwinter. Yes, which winter is a concept that, of course, every planet has. would have the four seasons. Tatooine. They, well, they haven't gone to there yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's going to happen is that I'm going to briefly summarize uh, the episodes, and then we're going to discuss or say yay or nay should this be included in the final ranking and then from there we will take what's left and then we will rank them based on their festiveness the christmas invasion is the first one in uh, the new doctor who series and that was from 2005. Uh, the ninth doctor has just regenerated into the tenth doctor and rose takes him home to rest so are we going to keep this one or what do you guys think is there enough christmasy stuff we have, uh, wow. This is a tough one. We have the robot Santas. We have the deadly Christmas tree. It snows at the end. I do watch it every Christmas, but I could probably be persuaded to say for the purposes of this list, we would put it aside. I'm leaning toward putting it aside. Anybody have any strong feelings for keeping it? I'm saying keep it. Okay. And one thing is that the song that I did not know, and it's a song... Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And it's by Slade from 1973. And a lot of people in Britain know this song. It's one of those that plays every year. And something that we Americans have not heard of before. So it's a song that is running through a lot of the Christmas episodes. Starting with this one, it's uh, Mickey in the Garage has this on the radio. In Runaway Bride, it's played at the reception. And then in Turn Left, it's also on the radio in the alternate version of Donna's life. On Christmas Eve? I think it's kind of Christmas Eve. Might be Christmas Day. Okay. So we have, well, have, have to remember exactly when. Um, and then at end of time, it's being played on Christmas card that Sylvia opens. So it's just a song that keeps repeating. I get, it's also with this one, at the end, the doctor goes to Christmas dinner with them, which is something that he says he doesn't usually do. And there they mm. have the whole crackers opening up, which is very, very Christmas and very British. Even, um, 
Rose is saying, oh, I got the pink one. That should be yours. This little banter. And it just, to me, has that feel that this is a good Christmas. I watch it at Christmas. It's the first one that started the Christmas specials. Yeah, I think so. The whole thing visually is Christmas. You got Christmas trees attacking people. You got the robots who were dressed as, what would you call them? Santas. 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 But wasn't there, oh, I'm getting that confused with the angels. Uh, Everything is Christmas themed. So you take any of that out. Is it an episode? I'm asking Josh. Is it an episode? I know plenty about Christmas. It's been shoved down my throat all my life. (laughs) (laughs) No, not, not. I knew that, but it's like, is this something that would like get you in the Christmas spirit? I think so. Yeah, because the it's totally visually Christmas oriented. I think that's enough to keep it in the running. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not get rid of our first one. <laughs> I mean, it's called the Christmas Invasion. <laughs> no, I know. My only thing is that it's really we're being introduced to a new doctor. Yeah. Well, even if it's introducing the first th- th- this doctor, I think that makes it even more of a special episode yeah. kind of by itself. It'd be like a present to the audience. Yes, exactly. All right, the next one would be The Runaway Bride from 2006. This introduces us to Catherine Tate as a bride, and she is brought on board the TARDIS because there's something weird with her, and then the doctor figures that out. Um, I don't consider this a Christmas special in my mind. Like, when I'm thinking of the Christmas specials, I, I forget that The Runaway Bride was aired at Christmas. And this, the is the spaceship looks like a snowflake or a spider web? Yes, both. Yes. They call it it's the Christmas star. star. Christmas but star, yeah. it's a web. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so either. I love this episode. I do too. Um, it's not Christmassy. I could watch this throughout the year. And to honor Donna Noble... She doesn't like Christmas, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> That's why she got married on Christmas, because she didn't honor Christmas. So. That's funny. <laughs> to honor Donna. That's cool. all I'm saying no. Easy and enough. Uh, the next one would be Voyage of the Damned from 2007. Mm. Astrid Peth is on what looks like the Titanic, but is more of a replica, where, where the Doctor accidentally crashes into the Titanic and sneaks on board and figures out something is afoot. <laughs> And this one, we have the, the professor who was telling everybody about Earth, Earth mm-hmm. kind oh, and Earth right. history. They, every Christmas, it. they go to war with a country called Turkey. Yes. <laughs> and, they eat them. and then they eat them. Uh, I think this definitely warrants a Christmas one, because even at the end, when they go down to the surface, everything's Christmas decorated. It's kind of got that bittersweet vibe at the end. It's... Uh, the party is the song in this episode as well. Oh no no no! It's no, an no. original song in this one. Um, I think this definitely feels like a Christmas massacre. But <laughs> the the heavenly host, the robots, yeah, the yeah, angel yeah, robots yeah, the are there. Are... They have some good visuals. Yeah, I do love the angels having the halo, taking the halos off, <laughs> and then the supports are actually horns. So it goes from angel to devil. I like that. But I say this is just a party ship. They're there because it does remind me and it reminds the other people of Poseidon Adventure, which was New York, uh, New Year's Eve party that they were going through. Poseidon Adventure is New Year's Eve. They all yeah. said Happy New Year. And that's yeah. right. They're all over. Down. <laughs> Talk See? about getting tipsy on New Year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I would say no, that most of this really doesn't have anything that gives me the feels of Christmas. It doesn't have anything to do with any of the spirit of Christmas or any of the things other than just here. We'll put it as a setting here. 
All right, Frank swayed me. Yeah, I yeah, I All agree. Right. I'll, getting I'll rid of Voyage of the Damned. Goodbye. Sorry. Damn them. <laughs> next up would be the next Doctor from 2008, where the Doctor is companionless and goes to 1850 and finds somebody who has similar attributes and acquaintances as him as the Doctor. And he's calling himself the Doctor. Correct. Um, this one's tough because it you does, see yeah. Victorian-ish stuff. And you automatically kind of do think Christmas. And it's snowing. It's a, and yeah, it, but there's nothing in it that says Christmas at all. It's the Dickensian feel of Christmas. That's it, so the when we first orphans. Start, that and, yeah, the, yeah. But that's, they have a, yeah, the orphans working in the workhouses. It's, it's not snowing. They don't. I, I don't even think they hardly mention Christmas. Maybe once or twice in the very beginning. I and just, at the end. It's a big deal about him coming to Christmas yeah, dinner. but that... In the next Doctor? Yeah, mm-hmm. they invite him. To, oh, yeah. I love to come yeah. here and record this before. I actually watched it right before we came. I mean, Jackson Lake invites him over because yeah. Jackson Lake understands the Doctor at this point somewhat, right? Because he has had some of the right. memories and feels. He's yeah, but the whole episode, none of the rest of the episode says Christmas. I have no feelings for this. I can leave this one. I didn't watch this one, so I can't weigh in. In my memory, there are certain aspects that I really don't like, but it's that feeling similar to Love and Monsters in that there was a good lead-up to the story, you can follow along with it, and then the ending is kind of, what are you doing? Really? To me. Oh, with the bad and, guys? Or, then or, yeah. I will have to talk about this on, okay. on the episode-centric yeah. episode. <laughs> no, I did, actually, um, I did watch this earlier this year, and surprised that it was a Christmas special. I'm like, oh, yeah. There, I don't remember Christmas being a part of this episode at all. You're watching it for this, yeah. I liked the episode more than I did in my memory. So I would say no on my vote. The next would be The End of Time, Part 1, which aired on December 25th, 2009. And then Part 2 aired on January 1st, 2010. But we can consider them one. Yes. And we can say no. I will say say (laughs) no as well. Next up is A Christmas Carol from 2010. The Doctor goes to a planet that is celebrating their winter solstice, Fish fly and there's an opera singer and a very charles dickens feel to this and it's called a christmas carol for a reason reason. i would definitely say yes oh yes this is a yes for me this was the i watched parts of it again for this episode and it was very weird especially skipping around to parts of it because there are flying fish and flying sharks and a love story that's kind of cool but it has michael gambon Uh, i mean let's let's Keep it in the keep it in the running. I don't think I watched enough of it to get the Christmas feel. It, it had the cold open explaining that every planet, every culture has a Christmas in air quotes uh, celebration or holiday. A winter yeah. holiday. Winter, winter holiday. Yeah, we've made it. We're halfway through the dark. Quite the pagan. Yeah. And also, this has the the the, the starship crashing in the beginning. That's straight out of the Star Trek movies because there's a lot of flares. Lens flares. Lens flares. All right, we're keeping it. But I say yes to keep it, but I liked Catherine Jenkins. I think she has a great voice. And her song, Abigail's song, Silence is All You Know, is on our playlist at Christmas now. So I definitely think this would be in the Christmas. I also think she's very cute. And she was on Dancing with the Stars, for those of you. She's an opera singer, classically trained, I believe. The the woman that was frozen? beautiful. I like her. The woman that was, the, you're talking about the woman that was frozen. 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 
Next up is The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe from 2011. The Doctor crashes in 1938, um, let's just say Great Britain, and he meets uh, a mom and then says, thank you for helping me. If you ever need anything, call out. And she does call out three or two years later, and he's a caretaker in a house, and he creates a winter wonderland in the house to celebrate Christmas with the family. I did, I did watch this one in preparation for our podcast, mm-hmm. and I would watch this at Christmas. Cool. I would, too. I definitely think it's in the running. Yeah, I think that was easy. <laughs> Next up is The Snowman from 2012. Uh, this is this is taking place in the middle of something that's big with the Doctor. He just lost Amy and Rory, and this is the 11th Doctor. And he lands in Victorian London, meets a nanny, and a villain that forms memory and snow. Yeah, this is definitely a Christmas one for me. Definitely yeah. with the snowman. Oh, I was about to say, I want it pop it in to watch to get myself into the Christmas spirit. The, yeah, I, I can know. see that. It's it's more of the horror mystery based than a feel good. I mean, possessed snowman. What else is Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is it's it's more winter than Christmas though. Like you, I don't really associate snow with Christmas. Like you can have Christmas in a desert. So snowman equaling Christmas doesn't um, track for me. Yeah, I'm very biased that way. I think I think of the Christmas holiday with wintry thing, but I know there's other places in the world that don't. Like so, here. Like here. <laughs> yes. I mean, I if, if it's a question, I would put it on the list for later. I don't have to eliminate it now. Okay. I mean, I came into this thinking that it should be on the list, but giving you the Christmas spirit doesn't. Doesn't. No. I, I'm unfortunately probably going to say that I wouldn't include it, but that's just me. So then what is that now? Three to three? Then let's leave so it. So then in. leave it. Next up is The Time of the Doctor from 2013. This is the, the finale or the, the ending of the 11th Doctor, and he goes to a town called Christmas and spends. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry, keep, keep uh, giving I don't me like the, I don't like this episode either, so I'm good with oh. leaving this off. But it, it, it is very Christmassy. I will give it that. But, but is it I just the setting? Like it's just the setting. It's, the like you, called it's called, the town is called Christmas, oh. and it's not like it's taking place at Christmas. I mean, hmm. but is there, the beginning, how much Christmas imagery is there? At the beginning, it does. Clara calls him because she's having Christmas dinner and wants him to pose as her boyfriend because family can meet him. And so the whole beginning is very Christmas. But that's it to me. And that it has nothing to do with but the holiday. It really doesn't. And then the Christmas is, I want to say, the last the last half of the entire episode. There's no Christmas at all. I don't want to put it in. <laughs> well, Anybody, you don't get It's not dictatorship. But, ah. I'm but saying, I say no. But you, <laughs> so you agree with me? I do. <laughs> well, I'm saying that the beginning <laughs> part is Christmas. Right into that. I saw that coming. <laughs> no, but he didn't let me finish. I said, I don't feel like putting it in there in the running does anybody else feel strongly for leaving it in that's what i was gonna say i vote no no was funny doesn't seem that way no one else is i'll also vote no next up is last christmas from 2014 uh clara awakens to something on her rooftop and she finds out it's santa and some elves and then she finds out further that she's in a dream and there are crab-like aliens causing everybody to live in this dreamlike world that's very much like Inception. They have to get out of the dream. 
I'm a total guess. Yeah, this is absolutely... Santa Claus is yeah, all Santa over Claus this is one. there. There's, it's meant to evoke... The whole episode is meant to evoke Christmas. It does I, have the song, Merry Christmas, Everybody. So I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that the stipulation? I don't, I don't think Kelsey and I have seen it because we are Clara and... Capaldi are our blind spots most mostly. Our kryptonite. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, I mean, is this it does, a Capaldi? It, yes. it does sound very Christmassy from it. the summary I'm reading. Let's mm-hmm. let's keep it. I would say it's one of my favorites, so I'm gonna vote for let's keep it. But it's not sure. very Christmassy because it's oh. more. Yes, it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Santa Claus in it. And crabs. The, bu- <laughs> the bulk of the story is very much inspired by the thing and Alien, so it's got a lot of horror Even in better. it. So it's not going to evoke those feelings of Christmas until the very end. So I would say that the journey, majority of the journey, is not Christmas. Except for that Santa's with them the whole time. Correct, but I still enjoy it. He makes a good point. He does but... make a good point, but you could also make a, a point on some of the other episodes, too. That we were including. I'm, I know. Keep it in the running. But I'm going to keep it in the running. I'm for think, it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely in the running. For me, the ending, because I know it was going to be a different alternate ending when they first wrote it, but I think the ending does do enough, which gets it into the Christmas spirit for me. Totally agree. But I agree yeah. with you that majority of it could be set somewhere different, somewhere at a time. I don't know. Maybe because it's such a good anymore. episode, that kind of um, that, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that throws it into the rating. Next up is The Husbands of River Song from 2015. The Doctor is on a planet in 5343 where he's mistaken as somebody else and he meets a former companion, River Song. It's not Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not Christmas. It's, it's good. It's a great it's episode. Good. It's not Christmas. It's not Christmas, but does it give you Christmas feels? No. You watch? Okay. For me, yes. It's a very heartwarming story. Yeah, but not in a Christmas way, in a Valentine's way. way. In a Valentine's <laughs> way. Yeah. This is a Valentine's episode. There's a whole episode where people at Christmas get I am crabs. Going, I'm going to say yes because I think I'm going to be outvoted. <laughs> so I'm just going to say yes. Absolutely love this episode, but it doesn't need to take place at Christmas. What and makes this one special is the return of River Song, not a Christmas story. Anybody else have any strong feelings for keeping it in the running? Well, as, even though it has a song, it doesn't have these Christmas songs. <laughs> Sorry, babe. That's fine. I'm not going to be able to back you up on this one. Next up is The Return of Dr. Mysterio from 2016. Is this even during Christmas? <laughs> it's on Christmas Eve in 1992. That's it? Yeah. That's, that's in the past, too. I mean, that's the flashback. <laughs> then Dr. and... No- the doctor with Nardle go to investigate something weird in New York and they meet Dr. Mysterio. It, this was one that I happened to rewatch because it looks so that we're watched for the first time because the, the thumb title and the, the title and the sounded picture, and, the, and picture. the picture sounded so, so ridiculous. Yeah. I was expecting to like, oh, well, I'll scan through this one real quick just to see what it's about. But we ended up watching most of it because it was really it's a really good episode. Yeah surprisingly good but yeah. it's definitely but, not Christmas. but other than the beginning no. there's yeah. no tie-in no, no not at all no taking it off and last we have twice upon a time from 2017 the 12th doctor meets the first doctor and they're both going through regeneration anxiety yeah i was gonna say hesitation <laughs> anxiety is good uh yes this is definitely a christmas one especially with um 
the Christmas ar- armistice and everything. Good. I had that note too. Yeah. It's very the, snow. Yeah. The half of it takes place in snow and the frozen snow. And I do have to say, the, if it wasn't for the armistice, I would say no. Yeah, well, I don't know. But I, the armistice makes it a yes. I even think the glass looking aliens look like icicle. Like it just, it yeah. evokes oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of uh, uh, imagery. Know, imagery. Yeah. Icicles or even decorate Christmas decorations, things yeah. like that. And to me, like. Daleks the, are very Christmassy. And the uh, the fact that both these men are going through like a reflection on their life, it kind of reminds me of not only both these men. Yeah, the first doctor and the twelfth doctor. No, it's, it's the same <laughs> man. I was making a stupid joke. They're, they're just going through a reflection of life, and I feel like that's what sometimes we do mm. at that time. Mm. That's we, a good point. I thought you meant the soldier. <laughs> He's no. also kind of resolved to death, and then going, wait a minute. But there's a movie, Zoya uh, Noel from 2005 which deals with the armistice and all this mm. and it brought it tells back those stories. it's a great it's I, great. I like this movie I, I haven't seen it in a long time it's a great movie but watching this episode it's French it's all in French mm-hmm. alright so from what we've eliminated we have the Christmas invasion a Christmas carol the doctor the widow and the wardrobe the snowmen Last Christmas and Twice Upon a Time. From the remaining six Christmas specials that we have listed to keep in the running, we will now then rank them based on what you should include in your playlist. And one being the most Christmassy to six being if you have time. And why are we putting the snowman at six? Because it's Christmassy, but... But it's not a very good episode. No, no. Oh, I love the snowman. It's a I good love episode. that episode. Oh. Really like it. Love it better. We than... watch it at Christmas. It's one do we, we need do. to debate then if it should be no five because or for six? the for the parameters of this list you it's don't get it. a Christmassy feel from it. Uh, okay. But it it is a good episode because it has uh, Ian McKellen as the great oh. intelligence and uh, Richard E. Grant who played the uh, ninth Doctor in Scream of Shalka. It's an animated hmm. thing before this new reboot came along. You no, know, I really, really like the episode, but it's more of um, negative aspects of Christmas. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Twice Upon a Time then, since Frank brought that one up. Well, actually, he does like change the one. timeline. He does change history in that one because he says something about... He moved it a few hours. Yeah, which Christmas. I don't quite understand because then wouldn't the old... The, the, the other timeline he'd be repeating on his own timeline the the soldier so he would still be there shh it's Christmas right? okay <laughs> but yes but shh Christmas right I chalked it up to storytelling and such but so personally for me <laughs> yeah so memory perhaps. I would put last Christmas above this just what, because above snowman time? above twice upon a time oh. because you have Santa and you have him like be be almost like another doctor in this episode yeah. and i don't know how to put this but the fact that clara talks about how she gave up believing in santa but then doesn't because she kind of hugs the or looks at the doctor saying i never believe stop believing and look, looks at him like he's santa it kind of gave me a warm feeling thinking about that she never Oh, okay. At the beginning, she said yeah. she gave up on you. And then at the end, she kind of finishes that thought. 
There's also the whole perfect Christmas day with Danny, mm. which could, I liked the way they ended it. I thought they ended mm. it really well. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, it's sad, but it's almost like makes sense. It's 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 earned. And, and and the other thing that I like is when the resolution of the episode or special is happening, how everybody, it's the last late, uh, is it Shona? It's like she wants to spend time with these people, and it makes me think of like what else is going on in her life that this dream, this made up dream, is better than reality. And to me, that goes to say we are better people a little bit during Christmas. Because, you know, we sing carols, we give presents, and the rest of the... It's that Christmas spirit of this is the time when humanity is better as opposed to the rest of the year. And then the homages to The Thing and Alien. I just love those two movies, so this elevates that for me. I would put that personally in uh, the number four spot. So right now the debate is between Last Christmas and Twice Upon, Twice upon a Time. time. Anybody else have spot. arguments strongly for one or the other to be in the number okay. four spot? So we've talked about uh, that, but... I think have... Twice Upon a Time should be the next one. Okay. Well, the, we were just talking about Last Christmas. Yeah, I think Last Christmas should come first. Just you, you, just, you just, you just uh, contradicted yourself. So you think number four should be Twice Upon a Time? No. Okay. Last Christmas is number four. Yes. For you. Okay. I just think it has more Christmas imagery and keeps referring to Christmas more. It's got snow. Last Christmas. Well, so does, I'm, just so does, I'm just kidding. So does, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I haven't seen either of these or clips from oh, them yet, okay. so I don't really have much you to add. Care. But crabs at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but it is because it's Alien. That's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Isn't the thing so, a Christmas movie? Which one? Wasn't the thing a Christmas movie? No, it just, just takes place in the Antarctic. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, so in Twice Upon a Time, we. Because, like, wasn't there a movie about people on different, like, singing, like, the, the first Noel? That's that, what he just talked about, Silent yeah. Night. The Silent two Night. sides of the warring parties. Yeah, that oh. was a movie. But that scene is in Twice Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it has more historical significance than crabs? Well, yeah. no, mm -hmm. I, that sort of doesn't matter. I'm just saying that that, like... Uh, I was saying it for myself as well. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so because that is very Christmassy, you know, like they made yes. a movie, a whole Christmas yeah. movie about that historical event. The, the thing is, it's at the end. Neither one of these have, I think, the main story being a Christmas story. Right. The other one is about, you know, people and the dream crabs and trying to fight them from mm -hmm. invading the earth. That's story A. This one is the doctor revisits his first self and mm. both of them are... I don't want to go on. I don't want to move on. I want to stay I don't myself. want to regenerate. I don't want to regenerate. And what does that entail? And what am I giving up in that struggle? So those are the, the storyline A's. You know, it's the storyline B, or how they actually worked through it. The last Christmas, has they used Santa because it was at Christmas, so he's on everybody's mind. Keep so, going. You're talking me into it. Last Christmas? No. Or, <laughs> Twice upon a time. <laughs> Twice upon a time. But at the end, Twice upon a time, the doctor does move him ahead six hours, so now it's Christmas, to a day where he knows this match is going to happen. That he knows the armistice, he knows this is going to be it, and he can save the people's lives this way. Save the uh, two people who are going to either shoot each other, I don't know if they're both going to die, or just the sol soldier is going to die. But he uses Christmas to save them, and it's historical, it's true, it's real. 
I think I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to save it. Because <laughs> you said, wait, I'm, I, I'm actually convincing somebody. Thoughts, Brian? But last... well, to me, it's, to me I, I wouldn't have considered much of it being historical and real in my, my deliberations. It's more of, is it good or not? Um, I probably enjoy Last Christmas more than Twice Upon a Time. I think Last Christmas has a lot more Christmas in it than Twice Upon a Time. But Twice Upon a Time's ending, you can't get more Christmassy than that. I will say that um, even though I watched it because we were doing this Christmas-centric episode of the podcast, I forgot it was a Christmas episode all the way until yeah. it was over. Even and during the even during the uh, Silent Night part, I was I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's really cool, but yeah. it never really occurred to me again. Oh yeah, this is a Christmas episode. It didn't evoke Christmas out of my brain. Yeah, where last Christmas you're always reminded because right. of Santa's involvement. Right. And I like that his involvement is it's a construct of your mind around this time of around this time of year. So I like that it's consistent. Like he, mm-hmm. if we're in the last Christmas episode, Frank's version of Santa is not different from my version of Santa or Brian's version of Santa. Santa in that is universal to those people involved. Right. And I think that that is that common humanity, like wanting to be better at the same time. And, he's, and, that, and, that, and that Santa character is sort of part of the end of the episode mm-hmm. as well, whereas twice upon a time, you're totally taken out of that for the end of the episode. That Santa, I always thought, was the Doctor's version of Santa. The snarkiness and everything else. It just seemed, because of other episodes that we'll come up with of how the Doctor visualizes characters, (laughs) it just seemed because also that version of the Doctor was still around when he and Clara were still asleep, Mm -hmm. when the other ones had woken up. So, Because I did wonder, because they show everybody dreams differently, how is this one being looking the same? That's how I was thinking. So I thought he's probably the strongest mind, his version, because everybody else doesn't know and it matches enough to be, okay, that's Santa. But then they're all, they're all seem shocked by how he acts in the dwarves. The elves. elves. <laughs> um, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think it's... It's, it's... it's the ending of that episode that I don't like, because I know it was supposed to be a different yeah. ending. I, I understand that. So I have... That's a bias on that. Um, but I'm thinking... Last Christmas may have more Christmas in it. It is, you know, talking about it, it is that one scene. It is the ending that leaves you with that great feeling. And it's kind of like if you turn the volume down, do you still think of Christmas when you, you know, with the episode playing? Hmm. All right, well. Yeah, we'll just vote for number four spot. So we're going to pick Last Christmas or Twice Upon a Time for the number four slot. Uh, I'll go first. Last Christmas for me. I will, I will go Last Christmas. Hmm. Last Christmas. Yes, uh, I think if Frank is is willing to switch to Last Christmas, I will also say Last Christmas. I say Twice Upon a Time. And I'm safe now, so I say Last Christmas. <laughs> so, but I convinced somebody. I, just, they I say also Twice Upon a Time. If I'm at Christmas, and I, there, it's between an episode that ends me with the Christmas feeling and one that ends me in the others. I say the yeah. one that even if Christmas wasn't a big part of the episode, if it ends with the with a better Christmas feeling, then I'm going to vote twice upon a time. Last Christmas ends Christmassy. It does. Never. I think I think we all have a lot also, of. Also, I don't like crabs. I don't even <laughs> right. watch this at Christmas. <laughs> Just in their dreams, though, right? 
It doesn't matter. It looks but, like no, it's no, on in her. real life. Like she removes there. the crab from Clara. <laughs> it, it, nope. It's like a face hugger. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think we'll have a lot of things to watch this coming Christmas, yeah, you and I. So the last maybe two, separately, right? Maybe they're twice upon a time. So or coming the in at number four, last Christmas. So that means probably twice upon a time is number five. Yeah, twice upon a time would be number five with the snowman at six. So Make it a little black from Kelsey because it's maybe not a standalone episode, but I would have Christmas Invasion be my number two for Christmas. Well, I say so fair as well. since Josh yeah. wanted to be number one, so why don't we make it number two? And I don't. I mean, it is. It does have some connections right to the first series, but it's not not a lot of deep history that you have to know to get what's happening. The only or thing you it? have to know is the doctors changed, and that's freaking everybody out. Okay. And let's face it, if you're having a Doctor Who Christmas marathon, you probably watch the first season, <laughs> right? Right. Well, yeah, today, we're not introducing this unless, to a new Unless viewer. you came in with Matt Smith's era or something or like that. Or Peter Capaldi's, That's true. Even. That's true. Well, here you go. You're going to like it. Yes. Yeah. But if you did come in with a later Doctor, you understand regeneration. Yes, mm-hmm. that's so you, true. So. For me, though, I would put the Doctor, the, ward, the Widow, and the Wardrobe above Christmas Invasion as my number two because uh, how spoilery do we want to get? <laughs> go spoilery. It's yeah, go spoiler warning. Um, it's, it's during World War II and there's a family that their, their father has passed away in, in battle and the mom is keeping the secret of that for the family because she doesn't want to ruin Christmas. And she helped the doctor in a random adventure in the very beginning of the episode while the father was still alive. And then that's when he says, you help me out. If you ever need anything, call on me. And she kind of calls on him, but not knowing it's him because she never saw his face. And then they get into this mansion where it's kind of like a kid's playground everywhere. The the beds are, they've got all these toys, the bedrooms, they've got all these toys. They've got no hammocks. They got hammocks. <laughs> beds which kids love and then there's a Christmas tree decorated to the nines and it's not deadly (laughs) (laughs) even though it spins it does spin and then they go into what looks like uh, Narnia Narnia. but then also them during wartime with their bags at the front of the the mansion it reminds me also of bed knobs and broomsticks because it's wartime so Narnia and bed knobs and then you go on this weird journey where they say that the mother is the strongest character and she's allowed to save the thing that needs saving in the episode by also bringing back the dead husband. Well, like altering history that the husband is alive. And to mm-hmm. me, that's like the family getting together at the very end reminds me a lot of Christmas. Yes. My concern with this one is the actual plot of the episode is not good. Yes. The, the, the crisis that needs to be solved, I, agree with I that. do not like. And so, and for me, I was in fact going to leave it off my list completely, but then we watched it, and you guys kind of convinced me to put it in because of the Christmassy feelings. To yes, it, it's definitely which is feeling. what this list is about. You get a very much a Christmas feel. And I mean, to spoil it more is that they're trying to save a bunch of trees. Uh, it reminds me of Christmas too, with that imagery. But they don't save the trees. They don't. I know. I know. But but that. But they save the trees' souls. Yeah, they save the souls of the trees. And plus, <laughs> and plus, I like the mom, Madge Claire Skinner. She's the character is very. She's quirky. great. I love her as an actress. 
to me something was lacking in this episode and I can't put my finger on it. I think that I plot liked it. I think that plot Brian's talking about. Yeah, that could be it. I really because to the me it's not I, yeah. I mean, I okay. I kind of hate to say it, but it's like, I just didn't care. It was like, wait, what's going on? Who, what, where, why? This wooden thing? What? The queen? The king? What? It's That, to me, is not all fleshed out. But if, but to get they, you into a Christmas a mood, but to get you into a Christmas mood, if you don't think about that, if you think about the beginning of the episode, if you think about the house, if you think about going into Narnia, if you think about um, what Madge says to the doctor after everything is all done. You're soaking in it? Madge was the... Woman in the Palm Olive commercial. Oh, that's right. <laughs> For anybody over 35 <laughs> would know that. 40? 40. 40. My God. <laughs> yeah, There'll yeah. be some people who appreciate it, though. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you go to the very end. And oh, dear God, it's Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember it very well. I mean, you, as you're talking about it, I'm remembering it more and more. But I do, my initial memory is that it felt very Christmassy. And I want to put it for number two just because of the feelings where I don't get mm-hmm. that familial feeling as much in Christmas Invasion. Mm-hmm. True. And I agree with Eugene. I find that the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe gives me um, a more of a Christmassy feeling, especially at the end with the family being reunited. Like, that's a, that's a very strong holiday theme. Um, but... I want to take into con- into consideration Brian and Frank's feelings watching it and not really enjoying the plot. Um, people might enjoy watching Christmas Invasion. They might have a better time watching Christmas Invasion. And if there's a close to the same amount of Christmasiness in both episodes, I would say that enjoying an episode would tip the scales a little bit. I agree with you, but for these two episodes, I don't think all things are equal. I think I would watch Christmas Invasion a million times. <laughs> and I don't watch this, this, I mean, this one, when I watch this one, I get a, you know, a really nice Christmassy feel to it, but the plot bores me to tears. Yes, and that's Whereas, why I think it should be number three and Christmas Invasion should be number two. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Oh, so you're agreeing with me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were starting to argue with me, and I was like, no, no. I'm on. No, because when you were saying, what, what, because well, you started off saying you, you wanted to respect Frank and my feelings. Yeah. And it was like, but I'm. Not respect your feelings, but I think what you're saying should be taken into consideration and. Yes. Tip the scales. But this one, it's like, you know, but the plots aren't, you know, all things being equal, these two episodes are not equal. Right. I'm going to make two more comments and then I will concede. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just see. Because I'm trying to figure out and articulate why I feel the way I feel. He really is choked up about this. (laughs) To me, the plot reminds me a lot about a Star Trek episode because there's no real villain. What turns out to be sort of a scary villain, you you end up saving. Or not saving, but they're not, their intent is not bad. And so I like that. And then at the end... Can I comment on that part? Yeah. I agree with you that it is very Star Trek and that the villain turns out to just be a good guy and misunderstood to begin with and we need to we need to communicate with each other and once we do we solve the problem it's very star trek and you know a good message to to watch at christmas i just don't think they do it very well and the other point that i have is that i would probably show my mom this over christmas invasion i think somebody cold could get more out of this standalone story than christmas invasion so those are my last two arguments for keeping it in number two On my own list, I had it at four. 
I vote um, the doctor would own the wardrobe be number two on my list. So you changed. You changed. Number two? Number two, because personally it's number two on my list. Um, twice upon a time, I had as my number three. Which made um, Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe my number four. So they're close. They're both dealing with history, um, but one was actual history. It actually happened, and to show that, and that's to me the ultimate feeling of Christmas. Be good to one another, your fellow man. Yeah. yeah. Having them sing Silent Night in the trenches. And based in reality, that really happened. And it's a part of history that had never happened before, never happened since, and I doubt it will ever happen again. And it happened only because of Christmas Day. And so from the history aspect, that one really got to me. And this that's other one a, is a good feeling, but it's also changing the history. And to me, it... Can I just I, say something about that? Go ahead. He doesn't change history. The, the 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 father does not die. The father just lands three years later. So he's not altering history. It's just what happens to the father. The father never dies. He disappeared. He disappeared, and he disappeared briefly because he's flying home, and he crashed. Because what did the transcript, the uh, telegram say? He's dead. Right. Because that's what they know. Because because they thought he crashed into the channel, but he didn't. It wasn't three years later, was it? No, yeah. Well, well, no. Yeah, but but. Sorry. but I read too much into things. I know that. But it bugs me because so many people died during World War II and had to face this. And something that always bugged me about this episode, and it's just kind of coming into my brain now, is that they skirted the issue. She didn't have to tell her kids. I don't, I, or it's just, it's, it's, right. I don't know, it's just I, me. No. I know that's a lot of it, it's just me. No, but Frank, just I got that too, too when, I was, when I was watching this. I was, I did think at, near the end, I was like, ooh, this would be really hard to watch if you had a father who did pass away in a war. And even, not even just historically, it's just the dealing of somebody in your family passed away around Christmas. A lot of people deal with that. Mm. And to me that just, I don't, I don't know, just it, doesn't it, address that issue. The doctor doesn't make it better. She does, and it's just happenstance that she was able to lead him home again. He followed her home, which was nice as a story. And I just think too many people are dealing with issues that are similar to this in their real life that didn't honor the tragedy that happened. So that's why I put it down lower. Well, for, for me, I am okay with the arguments you're making because it's kind of, to me, that's a good Christmas miracle. And it's kind of like, what do you wish for Santa to bring you? And if he can bring back a dead loved one, that's like the ultimate gift. And I also think it's, I like this because of the actress. She plays it well. She's very tormented, even though she doesn't have to do the thing that she's dreading. I don't know. I just the the fact that the family family is reunited at the end really warms my heart. So should we? Does everybody else say three or do we vote on this? Did we, or is we that okay? Have, We're voting for three yeah. for the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, I can that put that in third vote. place. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we think is number one? I would, for me, number one. Out of this list is A Christmas Carol. Mm. Christmas Carol. Mm. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm inclined to say Christmas Invasion. This is also one that, uh, Josh, I think I'm like you. I, I did rewatch parts of it, and I had no recollection of it. So mm. 
I haven't watched it because it must not have been in the I don't think order I've seen of, it. I don't think things. I've seen it. Yeah. So if you say, but uh, aside from that one, I say Christmas Invasion. Well, for me, it's a Christmas Carol because it's very much using the framework of Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. and that Michael Gambon is your Scrooge. And he goes through the journey of reflecting on what could happen in his past life to becoming less of a, a Scrooge character. And then you get them riding off in a sleigh at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But Pulled just, by a shark. But mm-hmm. despite that it's follow, it's it's kind of spoofing or whatever the, the Christmas Carol structure, does it feel Christmassy? Yes. The, yeah, they definitely. Sets the planet well. is Victorian. The wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much, you know, the, the doctor shows up coming out of a chimney. Um, and he plays the part of the, the ghosts of Christmas past. Yeah, and okay. and and the Christmas present. Yes, and and the even when you're in the past, you're visiting Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't that, seen this. One. It is an interesting take on the original story. It's a new version of it. So it's, I mean, a Christmas so Carol. They did a new version of a Christmas Carol. I mean, a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that before? <laughs> exactly of Christmas time. That this, to me. It has to be number one in my list. Does it have the same message of the Christmas Carol of like be good to your fellow man and? Yes, it okay. it softens up the the Michael Gambon character to becoming more of a human than a curmudgeon Scrooge. Yes. Yeah, it kind yeah. of. Flips Michael Gambon the... goes from Scrooge at the beginning of Christmas Carol to Scrooge at the end during the story. Now it does interestingly enough break almost every Doctor Who rule that exists. Right. Um, because, you know, you can't change history. Well, he just completely starts off changing history and doing it in front of the guy's face without any mention. And nothing bad happens or anything like that. Um, and then there was another one. Changes history and... Changes oh, the person? He, yeah. Not only does he change history, but he also has the same person meet at different points in their timeline. Mm. <laughs> and nothing bad happens. Because it's a Christmas episode. Hey! So... Can I watch this without this? This is definitely standalone. Incredibly standalone. Okay. He has no companion at no. the time, right? Uh, well, he's companionless. companionless. He, he has a companion, but just oh. not with us okay. on this. So you don't even have to know whoever it was. Yeah. After, yeah, after our Halloween episode aired last year, um, a friend of mine, Rick, wanted to know what Christmas episodes to watch. It was like, is there anything? And this one, I did say, it's enough of a standalone. It's not actually, you know, like some of the other ones are standalone. They don't have any companion. They don't really affect anything else in the timeline. This has references. You do see Amy and Rory. So, but I said, it's enough of a standalone. You don't need to know anything else. Yeah, the only thing you really need to know about the companions is they're on their honeymoon, and they tell you that the first two seconds of of you seeing them. And again, it just gives me those feelings that you get at Christmas where it's, you know, bittersweet, reflective, Indigestion. (laughs) Christmas carols. And uplifting at the end when um, the Michael Gambon character rides off with Catherine Jenkins and then he has that one last, one last, I don't know, he just has the opportunity to say goodbye to somebody. No, it's very Christmassy to me. And were there any episodes that that we considered that weren't Christmas specials that might also be Christmassy? Yeah, well, I have two different honorable mentions that you can watch at Christmas. One... I usually like watching some TV episodes that were Christmas ones from old days, you know. So sometimes there's even themes of it because it's a wonderful life is done at Christmas and everyone puts that as a Christmas movie. So there are episodes of different TV shows for that. And I think Turn Left is this doctor's perfect, it's a wonderful life. 
what would happen if she didn't meet the doctor? What's going mm -hmm. on with Donna when she turned right instead? So I think that has its a wonderful life quality. So that's a, my first honorable mention. And the second is, you know, what would happen if Charles Dickens really did meet ghosts at Christmas? <laughs> Come on. Mm -hmm. So The Unquiet Dead, I thought, was definitely one that you can watch at Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we were doing this, I, I was thinking, the series ends, and then it's what, usually six months, four months, uh, at least to the Christmas? Yeah, a couple, not so, six, but like, yeah, four. four months. Can be. Yeah, the specials were more of a gift of a new episode at Christmas mm -hmm. rather than a Christmas episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because most of our series in America, we would have a Christmas episode because it's mid-season or near the beginning of the season. So it's more Christmas-centric. But these were more just a gift here. We have an extra episode. That's why we narrowed it down to less than half, just less than half of what's been aired because it's a different mentality. And the, the reason we were given these Christmas specials as a gift or a bonus was because of the Dr. Light episodes. And they allowed the budget to do another episode. And I, I think it is interesting that, you know, roughly half of them are more Christmas-centric and half are, you know, around Christmas, but... But not Christmas. But not Christmas-focused. Yeah. yeah. So that's good on them for, you know, diversifying what they're... Christmas special could be. It also has turned into that um, the Christmas specials, rather than being about Christmas, need to be universe-altering plot things. Like every regeneration, every one in the modern series is a Christmas special. Every single one. Well, technically, when the when the Ninth Doctor regenerated, he regenerated in the season and. Yes, and David Tennant got yeah his right. one line. But then and you had the Christmas technically episode. Technically, he got his hand back, so he's still in the process of regenerating. Oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> the Christmas episodes deal with regeneration mm -hmm. rather than Christmas. Yeah. Right. And so it's one of those things that's like, this is a Christmas episode. We've got to knock it out of the park um, and get big ratings because it's Christmas. Are the Christmas episodes on the DVDs of that particular season? Sometimes oh, yeah. and sometimes yeah, not. That's a can of worms. Really? It's, these are very difficult, especially if you're streaming. These so, are hard to find. Yeah, no, but, but 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 if you're looking at the, I'm just saying the DVDs. I know in the streaming. So, yes and no. Because yes and it doesn't make sense. Basically, you're because of what you just said. Because someone will be watching the show and then all of a sudden they can't see when the doctor regenerates. Yep, that is true. So Right, before we repeat what we have decreed as the, <laughs> the top six Christmas specials to watch during a Christmas episode, we have some uh, listeners that have uh, written in, and we will read you what their opinions and suggestions are. So Heather, a common guest to the show, writes that A Christmas Carol is hands down her favorite Doctor Who Christmas special, and it's also one of her favorite Doctor Who episodes, period. Arlene, who couldn't be here, says that Voyage of the Damned is her favorite one because it plays with a historical event with the Titanic, but the character development is what draws her in the most. It shows you how humanity, or whatever you would call it, the characters really do act, or how the characters really do act in a trauma situation. Uh, Rick writes in, and he also mentions 
Voyage of the Damned in that the scene with the Titanic crashing into the TARDIS just shook him up. <laughs> he thought that was great. But he also felt it was like the you know, Poseidon adventure, like we all said. Um, but his one that he's writing about is the Christmas Invasion. He goes, there's a moment there. Um, I'll never forget how creeped out I am by the Santas. <laughs> I had only seen a couple episodes at that point, and that one really freaked me out, and I can still see them now. <laughs> so, thanks, Rick. And then I have uh, a comment from Julia, who was one of our uh, first listeners. Um, in fact, I actually gave her an early copy before we got released to get her suggestions. And so she says, uh, of course, it's practically impossible to pick just one. And I feel like I'm probably being unfair because I haven't rewatched a lot of the Capaldi episodes. So there may be great stuff in them that I don't remember. Having said all that, I think my favorite Christmas episode may be The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. There's just something about this family during wartime, thinking they've lost their husband slash father, that really gets to me every time. I love the character of Madge and the Doctor's relationship with her, and I cry every time he shows up at Amy and Rory's house at the end. Matt Smith is great with the kids, and because he does silliness so well, I love the scene where he shows them the kids' room. He's not even sure why he's doing it at the time, he just knows he wants to make Christmas special for them. So he created a kid's paradise with hammocks, <laughs> followed by the sad moment when Madge tells him about her husband. That balance of silly and sad is why I love Doctor Who. So I'm picking that whole scene as my favorite Christmas moment. A special shout out to David Tennant quoting the Lion King in The Christmas Invasion. When? When does he do that? He's talking to the Sycorax. And he goes, you know, these people are amazing. The humans are amazing. On the day they arrive on this planet and blinking, <laughs> step into the sun. There's more. T Wait a minute. That's a Lion King. But the matter is what I'm trying to say. And then we have one more from Melissa who wrote in earlier during season one or two. She says, A Christmas Carol. It has wonderful performances all around, especially Michael Gambon and Catherine Jenkins. It's playful and heartfelt and one of Moffat's best storytelling episodes. Abigail's singing is gorgeous and it has a shark. She likes sharks. I think Jaws is one of her favorite movies, so that wins it over for her. That's a 4th of July movie. So we as the Who New Podcast have come up with this list. Number six, The Snowmen. Number five, Twice Upon a Time. Number four, Last Christmas. Number three, The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe. Number two, Christmas Invasion. Number one, A Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> or whomever deity you worship. <laughs> so that wraps up our Christmas special special recommendations episode. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, Thanks happy holidays and whatever you celebrate. Thank you, Itabani. We will see you next time when the future becomes the present. You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn. You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Who Knew Podcast. Comment on our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to help support Who New Podcast. Also listen to us on your Amazon Echo by enabling a podcast skill. 
All of our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. So Christmas, uh, uh, so Christmas carols, the Christmas spirit. Christmas invasion is like Christmas shopping, and <laughs> and and uh, the the witch the the widow in the wardrobe is like Christmas dinner. Yeah. Bah humbug. We don't have the rights for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably public domain. Uh, yeah, okay. I found the Palmolive commercial. If you guys. <laughs> Do you know this, Eugene? No, I'm not over forty. <laughs> That's Frank Mitchell. I, I mean, I'm usually with you. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, culture should be free. Not free. No. Affordable. Communists. Not not the Christmas spirit. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Who Knew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cut this out.